Welcome to Strike Deck Radio, a podcast focused on customer success and the leaders who are implementing best practices in our field. This podcast is brought to you by Strike Deck and the Success League. Strike Deck is a customer success automation platform that enables CSMs to manage customer relationships. The Strike Deck solution enables churn prevention, upsells, and customer advocacy. They use machine learning and predictive analytics to bubble up insights and alerts about customer health, sentiment, and engagement. The Success League is a consulting firm focused on customer success. We work with executives who are ready to build and develop a top-performing customer success team that drives retention and revenue for their organization. For more information, you can visit our website at thesuccessleague.io. Hi, my name is Kristen Hare, and I'm the host of Strike Deck Radio and the founder and CEO of the Success League. For over 15 years, I've been a sales, marketing, and customer success executive, and my career is primarily focused on early and growth stage tech companies. Today, we're going to be talking to Doug Whitmire, the Director of Sales and Customer Success at the Business for Sale division of CoStar Group. Doug has started to transition his customer success team from a more classic, reactive, customer care type of approach to a truly proactive customer success experience. His background in sales leadership gives him a really interesting perspective on this common challenge. And today we're going to be talking about why he sees the need to make this shift as well as the tactics that he's using. So Doug, welcome to Strike Deck Radio. And before we get started, can you share a little bit of background on yourself and on CoStar Group? Hi, Kristen. Thank you, and it's great to be with you. Thanks. Uh, I've been a primarily a sales leader throughout my career, so I've got about 25 years in business. I started as a sales rep at Dun & Bradstreet and moved into sales leadership very early on in my career. So I've got a wealth of experience in leading teams, primarily sales teams. I started at CoStar, at the Business for Sale Division of CoStar, in May of last year. So I've been here about seven months. And this was truly the first time that I've ever led a customer success team, although naturally as a sales leader, my interaction with customer success has been extensive. So taking on a customer success team for the first time presented both some challenges and opportunities. And uh, it's been great for me to have that ability to lead both teams together because it's helped me to unify the sales team and the sales vision with also what we're trying to accomplish in customer success. Great. CoStar Group is a 30-year-old corporation that's primarily focused on commercial real estate. And we have five main business units that make up the CoStar Group. There's CoStar Corporate. There is a land and farm division. We also run Apartments.com a business called Land and Farm, and the Business for Sale group that I'm a part of. Our division, Business for Sale group, consists of three main internet properties, bizbysell.com, bizquest.com, and findafranchise.com. And our mission is really to bring buyers and sellers of small businesses together. And we're the internet's largest platform for that. Every month, we have approximately one and a half million unique visitors that come to the site. They consist primarily of individuals looking to either buy a small business 
or to sell a small business. And our main constituency consists of business brokers who represent business buyers and sellers, small business owners directly who are either interested in buying or selling a small business. And we also work with franchisers, small business solutions providers, and financial services companies who find our audience attractive for the services that they're providing. Okay. What, what kind of businesses are usually being bought and sold through your division? We focus on small businesses. Okay. And by small businesses, that really means any business with a valuation of around $2 million or less. So okay. we like to say, we like to call those Main Street businesses. So yes, we do work with franchisers okay. that have small businesses for sale, um, but our core is businesses that you would find on most Main Streets in America. We do a lot with restaurants, hospitality, retail, uh, dry cleaners, car washes, okay. nail salons, etc. Okay, got it. So it's sort of... It, it, individual owners who are getting ready to sell their business. Correct. Great. Okay, cool. Um, when you and I first started talking, Doug, we, um, we talked about your ideas for the episode, and you told me that your biggest initiative for this year, 2017, is to really fully transition your customer success group from being reactive to being proactive and taking that approach to your customers. So just to give the listeners a little bit of background, what was customer success like at CoStar Group before you got started on this initiative? So it was really interesting being new to running a customer success organization. Mm -hmm. As I said before, I've been a sales leader. So when I started and having customer success in my realm, I really wanted to understand what was going on under the hood. What, what, what exactly was my team doing on a day-to-day -day basis? Furthermore, I really thought a lot about what defines customer success. And what I found after doing all of this was that our team was doing a great job, but it was doing a great job at what I would define as customer service. And customer service is fielding inbound inquiries from clients mm -hmm. that have questions about their subscription yeah. or they want to learn how to advertise on our sites or they have a complaint or a question about their bill and we do a very good job of that. We measure our success in a lot of different ways at customer service and our metrics are very strong but what that is not is it's not customer success right. and I define customer success as a way to ensure the satisfaction and retention of an existing client and with new clients to do a very good job of ensuring their retention by onboarding them and training them in an effective manner. So when I started, we were a customer service group and I'm really focused on making us a customer success group. Okay. Yeah, I think that's a situation that I see a lot of my clients in, and I think, you know, as I talk to companies in the field, there's a lot of organizations that are making that transition right now. Um, so in terms of the specifics, so that we can um, kind of give people a better idea of what you're planning to do, um, what does being proactive mean in terms of what your team is actually going to be doing differently? What's your vision for the group? We want to take a look at our customer base and try to define 
who represents our largest customers. In other words, the 20% of our customers that are responsible for 80% of our revenue. Yeah. And within those customers, we want to make sure that their interactions with us are frequent, that it helps them do a better job of maximizing the services that we're providing. Right. And that they are successful in doing so. That means that we need to understand what success looks like to them and then make sure that we're constantly, proactively providing them with the, the tools and the information for them to understand that they're, they're using us in the best way. Secondly, as I've said before, in, instead of being a, um, a team that is fielding inbound inquiries, we want to have regularly scheduled interactions with, with our best customers. And uh, that, and providing them with information that shows how we're performing against those objectives that they've set forth. That's what being proactive means to me. Okay. And so why do you think this is really critical to CoStar Group right now? I know you got started on this initiative last year in 2016. How is this an important part of staying relevant to your customers? We want our customers to think of us not just as a vendor but as a business partner. Yeah. And to do that, we have to enable that partnership by making it a two-way conversation. We also need to know when we need to make adjustments in strategy, uh, in the solutions that we're providing, and just to, on a regular basis, on a routine basis, make sure that we're doing right by every customer that we serve. Yeah, so I think that the piece that you said about really understanding the client's needs is, is critical. And it seems like, you know, for your business where you're trying to get your brokers really educated on how to market the businesses that they're selling, um, that would be really helpful for you to have a clear understanding of exactly what they're going for for their goals and the goals of their clients. We try to stress to our broker clients that visibility along with credibility and personality are the three main components of being an effective online marketer. Our business broker customers are very good at the nuts and bolts of buying and selling small businesses and, right. and cutting deals. And many of them are not marketers. For, for some of our brokers, this is a second or a third career. So they know how to run their businesses, but being an online marketer, putting a business profile that describes themselves in the best light, putting their listings in a good position in the search results that's going to increase their exposure is sometimes something that we need to educate them on. So we want to invest good quality time once a customer has decided to do business with us in educating them on getting the most out of our services. Yeah, that makes sense. And that definitely falls into the customer success arena. So let's talk about the details of, of what you've got going on in your initiative for this year. I know that many of our listeners are really in a similar situation and are also trying to make that transition from being reactive to being proactive on their customer success teams. Uh, so let's get down to the nitty gritty details of your plan. <laughs> so first I have a I have to ask, how does your current team feel about making the shift in focus? Many people find 
change to be really difficult. So what are you doing to make this a smooth transition for your team? Change is hard. <laughs> yes, it and, is. And <laughs> uh, what I find is uh, if, if you can articulate a vision of success that's different from the status quo, and you can involve those that are going to be affected or part of it in the decision-making process, you're going to have a better likelihood of success. Yeah. So I've tried to do that as much as I can with the team. And they've been on board. We've started really peeling back the layers and looking at specific processes and where we can make process improvements. We want to try to do that. So we want to make sure that a, we're going to have the processes in place to accomplish what we want to do. Okay. B, we want to make sure that we're going to have the bandwidth to do it because just as much as we want to be proactively reaching out to clients, we still have this existing incoming business that is going to continue to operate. So any kind of improvements that we can make and efficiencies that we can achieve in how we're doing that is going to help us and enable us to free up bandwidth to do what we want to do, which is to be more proactive. Right. So the team's been on board. They appreciate and accept and support the vision of what we're trying to accomplish, but they're also very much involved in the decision-making process, which I think is important. That's great. So as you've been doing that, has that been kind of a series of meetings that you've planned, or are you using some sort of methodology to go through process design, or what's, what's been your specific approach there? It's a combination of things. So okay. the, the team does meet weekly where these types of issues are discussed. I find a lot of value in meeting with individuals myself, one-on-one, okay. -on -one that's great. and just picking their brain and uh, certainly getting their feedback. And uh, to my delight, on their own, uh, they've taken the initiative and come up with some really great ideas that they come to me with, and uh, it's exciting to hear. Oh, that's that's always the best yeah. when they come from your team. I think uh, the one-on-ones can be really good. Do you find that you have certain people on your team who tend to gravitate toward enjoying to build new processes and Definitely. That, that piece? Absolutely, and yeah. I encourage and support that. That's great, every, yeah. In every it's possible nice to instance. have that talent in your team where you can kind of leverage that over time, especially when you're in this kind of a transition. Yeah, I'm, I'm grateful to have the team that I have. That's cool. Um, you have a really unique and I think exciting job because you manage sales and customer success, and I, I don't think that that happens a lot. How do you think the combination of both groups under a single leader will help you to create that proactive customer experience? And then on the flip side, what challenges do you think that creates? The advantage is someone who's been leading sales teams for many years and working for larger companies that had a separate and distinct customer success function always ran into the conflict of priorities. And what that means is that the objectives and the goals that the sales team or me as a sales leader had and the objectives and the goals that a customer success team leader had sometimes weren't always aligned. Yeah. <laughs> and we found we, have, we found ourselves uh, being in, sometimes in conflict with competing priorities. So when that existed, I did the best that I could to bridge that gap. Okay. And, and I found that really close communication and making sure that we were aligned and supporting each other, even if we had competing priorities, was really important. 
that one-to-one -one communication with a customer success leader was key for me. Okay. Because I, my results certainly depended on the results that that team and that person was mm -hmm. doing. So the advantages of having both is that I can achieve that alignment. Okay. Without having competing priorities between them. Secondly, I think it's really helped the communication between the two teams. So we've found that we've built very collaborative culture where customer success and sales support each other. And we've tried to define very clear boundaries. There's still more work to do, but we've found that uh, knowing where the sales process begins mm -hmm. and ends and correspondingly where the customer success process begins and ends uh, is really critical for the two teams to collaborate effectively. So it's worked for us. We're rel a relatively small team. So there's uh, five individuals on the customer success team and there's 14 in sales. Okay. So uh, we think we've got good ratio. Yeah. We think we've worked together well. We've assigned pr uh, processes independently. When we were looking for ways to be more efficient and more effective in working together, one of the ideas that bubbled up was that we could assign a group of salespeople to an individual customer service rep. And we found that by doing that, it, it uh, gave a lot of clarity, uh, certainly a go-to person for the salespeople. They had a dedicated person that they could ask questions and collaborate with. And I really like that model. Yeah. I, I feel like you get a really nice synergy between the sales and customer success groups when it's set up like that. Right, and and when a salesperson is on the phone with a customer, a customer has a question that they can't answer, uh, that can be kind of chaotic because mm -hmm. they, they want to get that answer right away for their client. And a customer success person who may have that answer may also be busy doing other tasks. Yeah. So we found that uh, rather than creating chaos, we could make it a little bit better. We uh, we use IM a lot more now. Oh, okay, so nice. So if a salesperson is on the phone with a customer, has a question, the salesperson can IM the customer success person say, are, are you free? Can uh -huh. you talk to this person? Can you answer a question for me? And it just makes it a lot more effective use of time, and it's a better experience for the client. Yeah, that's great. Um, so you just gave me a whole lot of upside for having these two teams together. What's the downside? There is no downside. <laughs> you lie. <laughs> What's the downside? Let me think about that for a second. Okay. So one downside that I sometimes see when teams are together is that um, you lose a little bit of that natural friction between sales and customer success that in some ways can be healthy. I think it's healthy when a success team pushes back on sales team to make sure that the sales team is closing really good deals that are going to last for a long time for the, the company. And I think that sometimes it's healthy for the sales team to push on the customer success team to provide better and better levels of service for the client. So I don't know if that resonates with you or if you see other downsides for having these groups together and trying to get your customer success team to be proactive. So I think that that dynamic definitely exists, but I actually think that that downside is actually a positive. Okay. And the reason that I say that is there should be that friction, right? There should be, we should all well, be. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So there we, should be that we friction. Should, we yeah. should be pushing each other to be better and to better serve our customers. To me, 
having them all in the, on the same team makes it a more collaborative okay. effort as opposed to, and, and having been a sales leader, I'm quite accustomed to this dynamic that it can exist in companies of sales versus non-sales. Right. <laughs> uh, where salespeople are viewed as uh, prima donnas, uh, lazy, make way too much money. And, and in some cases that can be true, <laughs> um, but oftentimes it's not. Yeah. Uh, and then the salespeople think, well, you know, these other departments, uh, they're, they're not helping me. They're not supporting me. Um, their not, jobs are so easy. They're not, their jobs selling. are so easy. They're not looking out for the customer. In some cases that's true too. Mm -hmm. But uh, having them all together on one team, just to me, in, in my view, it makes it more collaborative. That's great. Yeah. I'm glad it's working really well for you. Tell me a little bit about the major processes that you've changed or ones that you're planning to change over the next year. And what do you see as the biggest priorities for your group as you go into 2017? Biz by Sell, we celebrated our 20th anniversary oh. this year. So we're, we're a 20... Happy anniversary. Thank you. <laughs> so we're a 20-year-old business. When I started, I found a lot of work that was being done and a lot of processes that we were executing were based on inertia. Okay. We're doing it this way because this is the way that it's always been done. Right. There was also a pretty big lack of documentation about processes and we've tried to look at everything holistically and we've had some new members of the team join too that come in with fresh ideas and new ways of looking at things so i tend to look at a process not from the lens of we're doing it because this is the way that we've always done it but we're doing it and how could we do it better and the way to get better is to measure it and i've seen a need for us to be a little bit more metrically focused in customer success. We want to make sure that we're looking at the right metrics. Are they important? And then by improving on those metrics, is that going to help us get better? So we're trying to peel back the layers and look at every process with a fresh set of eyes. And within our current infrastructure, can we make changes and we can we take on uh, different ways of doing things? and get better and lead us to the goal of us trying to be customer success and not customer service. Okay. Um, so along the lines of metrics, are there, are there any tools that you've adopted or that you're really planning to adopt to help your team be more proactive with clients? Anything in the area of metrics or anything that you're planning to bring on board or any existing tools that you are going to leverage differently to collect the metrics that you need to measure the proactive success of your team? Over my career, I've found great value in effective customer relationship management applications. I've been a big proponent of Salesforce for many, yeah. many years. And when I came here, I saw a great opportunity to utilize the Salesforce platform better. Did they already have it in place when you started? Uh, it was in place, but that's about as far as okay. we went, right? So, um, <laughs> Uh, improvements in how the application is being utilized. Yeah. Training. Uh, I don't think you can get too much training in how to maximize the use right. of an application like Salesforce. And then finally, how to make the Salesforce application a collaborative tool. 
right. between the customer success team and the rest of the organization. We're trying to address all those three things, yeah. What, um, what do you do with Salesforce to, to make it more collaborative? I, I've found that different companies do that differently. What's your tactic? It starts with having good data okay. in the application. From there, you need to design ways to look at the information that's going to be relevant to the various users. Okay. Dashboards and reports. So for you, it's really kind of around information sharing to collaborate on. Well, the sharing clients. is the sharing is the third okay. piece, I would say. Okay. So um, we have to make sure that everyone's aware that uh, they're not just using an application like Salesforce as their own personal application like they would their email okay. inbox. It's a tool that's going to allow collaboration and sharing so that a customer success rep, when an incoming call comes in, they can find that account in Salesforce and get a very, not just holistic view of the customer and our relationship, products and services that they're subscribing to, but what is the history of that customer? Where have they come into problems? What are ways we can better utilize the tool? So as I mentioned earlier, I know there are a lot of customer success leaders out there who are trying to make this change from being a reactive team to being a proactive, true customer success team. So after kicking off this initiative at CoStar, what would you recommend to fellow customer success directors or leaders as the best place to start if they want to kick off a similar project? I would say first, make sure that you really understand the value of making the transition. Okay. So maybe for many customer success directors, maybe just being that customer service function, maybe that's enough. Maybe that's all that's required. But if you see the value of retention, and if you see the value of getting a new customer off to a good start, you can start to visualize a charter of what, what, what does customer success look like to your organization. And so if you can establish that, then to be able to articulate that vision to the people on your team, to help them understand why making that change is important, not just what it's gonna do for them or what it's gonna do for customers, but what it's gonna do for the business overall. And, and why that's important. It's been interesting for me, having such a long career in sales and now leading customer success as well as sales, that I had a lot to learn. And I take calls from people that have customer success solutions that they want to sell me. I join webinars. I try to attend a customer success webinar at least once a month. And so I'm a student of the game. I read blogs about trends in customer success. I look at discussion groups on LinkedIn. So I really try to understand both what's important and how I can do a better job with the team that I have. That's great. I think along those lines, one thing that I've seen um, be very successful with some of my clients is, um, you know, when you're trying to kind of formulate that vision for what customer success could and should be for your team to really go around to a lot of people within the organization and ask that question, what do you think customer success is? Or what do you think customer success should be? And what I find is that um, 
a lot of different people in the organization have different answers to that question. And, uh, and so then you can really kind of triangulate down to what, what should be the mission of your team. And then you also have a pretty good understanding of where you have some work to do in terms of talking to other folks about, you know, what the vision of customer success is for your group. I agree with that. And I'll take it a step further. I have seen companies be more successful when they become a customer-focused organization right? as opposed to a, a product-focused organization. And one of the things that I've tried to do since I've started is to really bring the voice of the customer to the business. Okay. So interdepartmentally with our product team, with our marketing team, with our development team, I've tried to help them understand what the value of listening to customers when they're doing their work and how important that is and to be a partner with them okay. in that effort. One of the things that I've done is I've actually brought customers into the office and I've had them speak to our team, not just the sales team and the customer success team, but I've had everybody in the company who's interested in hearing come in and have a customer present to them about what business are they in? What do they do? Why do they do it? And what's important to them? I love that. I That's think, fantastic. Yeah, and I think by doing that on a regular basis, I've been trying to do it monthly. It helps everybody understand the market that we're serving, that our customers are people. Yeah. And uh, that they have very unique objectives and challenges. And if we, the more that we can understand those, the better we can help them, not just from sales and customer success, but from all elements of the company. That's great. Do you find that you get a lot of people attending from other groups? We do. Oh, we that's do. great. Yeah. Wonderful. So last question, and this is something that I ask all of our guests. What do you see as the biggest trend in customer success right now and why? In addition to my biggest priority, which is this transition from being reactive to proactive and focusing not just on incoming inquiries, but into overall customer satisfaction, training, and retention. The trend that I see as an observer and as a consumer mm -hmm. is that many companies are very interested in feedback. Right. So you see that a lot in um, web applications or on websites. Tell us what you think. Rate our app. Tell us how we're doing. You walk into the bank and make a transaction and you get emails shortly thereafter, rate, our, rate your experience yeah, with us. absolutely. The concept of the net promoter score. Right. Like how many of your customers would recommend you to their friends? Mm -hmm. uh, and, and focusing on constantly improving that score, I think that's a big trend that I've seen over okay. the last couple of years. Have you guys done anything in that area yet or is it an area that you're looking at for your initiative we this have. Year. We just we got started with a, with oh, okay. a survey of our customers recently. We're just processing that data. Right okay. Now, so. Yeah. Well, that'll be really interesting. That'll probably inform a lot of what you guys are going to be doing as you go forward. No doubt. Yeah. Well, Doug, thank you very much for joining me today and for your willingness to share your ideas and tactics for moving your team from being a customer care group to being a true proactive customer success team. I'm sure our listeners will really appreciate hearing about your approach, and I hope that you'll be willing to come back and share your progress as you get through this year and 
into next year and what's worked and what hasn't. Yeah, for absolutely. You. Thank, thanks for uh, coming and asking me questions and uh, be happy to keep you posted on our progress. Great, thanks. So for anyone out there who's interested in finding out more about CoStar Group and how their biz buy, sell, and BizQuest teams are helping to bring buyers and sellers of small businesses together, you can visit their website at www.bizbuysell.com or www.bizquest.com. I also want to thank our sponsors, Strike Deck and the Success League. To learn more about Strike Deck, you can visit strikedeck.com and follow Strike Deck on LinkedIn or at Strike Deck on Twitter. To find out more about the Success League, please visit our website, thesuccessleague.io, and follow the Success League on LinkedIn or at TSL Customers on Twitter. Finally, thanks for listening to this podcast. You can subscribe on iTunes or SoundCloud and feel free to share this podcast with your friends. And we hope you'll join us next time.